calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a week since we've talked, since you've heard my luscious, luscious voice. Someone the other day was like, you have a very calming voice. And I was like, mm, don't I know it. It's hump day. We are eight days away from Thanksgiving. Um, please don't go. Please don't go to your family for Thanksgiving. Um, I am not. I am not going to Thanksgiving. I uh, at my family's uh, staying home with Aaron, with the fiance, and it's it's weird. It's weird. Um, obviously, everyone's homesick. Obviously, this sucks. Like, obviously, this sucks, right? We are eight going on nine months in. <laughs> I just feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again. We have a government that does not care. Uh, they are more worried about the the elect, election fraud, the voting fraud, which has been disputed and uh, proven to be fake. But I did see there was a really good meme that was like, well, buckle up, y'all. Um, if you've never broken up with an emotionally abusive partner... Uh, you're going to see what it's like. And it's true. I have. I have broken up with an emotionally abusive partner after me and them got together three or four times. We were very like, will they or won't they like ever fucking stop? <laughs> stop this. Um, but the last time I was always broken up with um, and the last time I broke up with them. And yeah, they 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 try to stay in your life for as long as they can. Um, and you just got to block. You got a blockity block block, um, but you can't really block the president, right? So it's going to be a fun two months of just like a general undercurrent of rage, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> Whatevs. I have something specific I was going to say, and I've immediately forgotten it, and that's why you actually probably should do notes. But I'm still on my no-note campaign. New York City is definitely very close to their second lockdown. Um, very close 
my theory is uh, de Blasio and Cuomo, whenever they stop arguing, will call it for schools at least uh, right before Thanksgiving break. Though obviously people have mixed feelings on that. It's it's nuanced. It's all nuanced, right? Um, I get annoyed because it just feels like uh, they're just prolonging the inevitable and because of that, more people are going to die and more businesses will go under. It's really hard. There's a lot of uh, comedy business, comedy businesses, comedy venues are starting to go under. Uh, there was one in New York City this week. There was one in Boston, not necessarily uh, going under, but have let go of their theater. Uh, and obviously, there's definitely way more around America. Those are just the two that I know off, off the top of my head because I'm just more uh, I'm more in tune to the East Coast comedy scene than I am for like the West Coast or the Midwest. And the Midwest does have a comedy scene, guys. Minneapolis is like a very cool comedy scene. But the other thing that I wanted to say or like talk about is like I think what's really hard right now um, is watching – it feels like the rest of the country is now dealing with what – New York City dealt with March through through May. And I've said this repeatedly. I feel like no one listened to us. And that's not to say that New York is not headed right in that direction too. Our cases are rising. It's not good. It's not good. It's not in the – we are also not in a good spot. But Cuomo does that thing where he's like, compared to the rest – of America, we're doing great. And it reminds me of like when I was a child and I was like, I know I got a D, but like Jessica got an F. My parents were like, I don't give a fuck what Jessica got, okay? I care about what Natalie got. And that's how I feel when Cuomo talks to us like that. It's like, I don't care about the rest of the, the world. Um, I mean, I do. But like right now, what <laughs> I guess is like directly affecting me is like what's going on in our city, our state, Cuomo. So yeah, I guess all I'll say is like, buckle up, y'all. It's not fun. It's not fun. Um, I think the word the word that I would like to use is um, traumatic. The phrase would be traumatic as fuck. April, March, April, and May, uh, blue. They fucking blue. Um, you can even start hearing the sirens more now. Uh, right before I recorded, I heard an ambulance with siren. And it's... That's <sighs> all I can say. It's just a very long, belabored sigh. The problem... Okay totally agree with like not going home for Thanksgiving. However, the politicians, the governors, the people saying do not go home for Thanksgiving can't have it both ways. They can't be like, you can't need to stay home for 30 days, but we are going to give you no relief. You still have to do your job, uh, which could mean like you have to go into your job if you're essential. And I mean, I know of like some people that are going back into the office now and they're not essential. You just don't get to have it both ways. I think Americans would listen more if there was federal or state relief because then it would be like, oh, this is like, and this is like for real, for real. I some I just sometimes think that the, like that's a big part of the problem is like the message isn't being received because you're not explaining it well. I don't know. Uh, as someone, I talk way better on the podcast than I do with friends. When I'm with friends, I like talk really, really fast. I get words wrong. Uh, I like, I jumble my ideas. I don't know why it's easier to talk in a podcast, especially when I know like way more people are listening than my four friends. You know, I don't know. It's even like with text. Like I'm much a be- I'm a much better texter than I am one-on-one sometimes. Um, 
So I understand why it's hard to accurately convey what you're trying to explain when you have to do it right now, when you have to do it in this moment. It's why I'm not good at interviews sometimes because I get very like, eh, um, because it's a lot. I it just like as every day goes by, it's just becoming like more and more evident of like how long this winter is going to be. Um, and I just like I've I don't know I said it like a lot of times I just I wish it on no one. I wish what New York City went through April or I always keep starting with April March through May. Um, I wish it on no one. I don't want you to go through it and I I know I have actually a decent amount of like doctors and nurses oh my god thank you that listen to the podcast oh my god thank you and I don't want you guys to keep going through what you're going through there's something there is nothing more infuriating than not being listened to right it's like you're just being gaslit of like this isn't real this isn't that bad blah 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 <sighs> I don't want this episode just to be about this but it also feels like it can't not just be about this as we're getting closer to Thanksgiving. Like, will me saying, like, maybe don't go to Thanksgiving, stop some people from going to Thanksgiving? I don't know. But I'm willing to take that chance that people might listen um, if they were on the fence. You know, I mean, if you are, I mean, please, for the love of God, do it as safely as possible. Get tested, maybe get tested more than once. Actually quarantine for 14 days if you have that privilege. Because that's the problem. Like, do people have the privilege to quarantine, to stay home? I Who knows? You know, we don't get to know people's lives. Um, not that we should, but do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I was – earlier today, I was, like, prepping for an interview, um, specifically, like, a customer service job. And I was going through, like, mock questions, and one was just, like, how do you stay calm in, like, a stressful situation? And a thing that – look, obviously, I took a leave of absence from Trader Joe's uh, because the customer sucked, and I didn't feel safe. Um, no bureaucracy <clears> – <throat> excuse me. No bureaucracy doesn't – works until there's a fucking pandemic and then people need to – in charge at the top need to step in and, like, do some blanket policies. But that is – a conversation with my Trader Joe friends and not you guys unless you care. Um, I don't know. People actually – people love when you find – they find out you work at Trader Joe's, which I think I have talked about. I'm very proud of Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is, is on every resume that I have. Um, I don't know about you guys. I have like multiple recipes. <laughs> I don't know what just came out, came out of my mouth. That is what I'm like when I'm with my friends. It's just like all jumbles together because I get excited. Um I have multiple recipes. I did it again. Multiple recipes. I have multiple resumes and multiple cover Cover. Oh, my God. I don't know what's wrong. I only had one cup of tea today. I have multiple resumes and cover letters for different jobs that I am applying to. And Trader Joe's is on all of them because of the reputation that Trader Joe's has. Yes, we are taught to flirt with the customers. That's not true at all. Um, but everyone always is like, are you flirting with me? And it's like, no, I'm literally just actively listening to you and the people in your life may not be actively listening to you. Um, but I'm very proud of working at Trader Joe's. Um, and hey, if the, <laughs> the pandemic ends and it's safe, um, maybe I go back because I actually truly miss my coworkers and my friends. Uh, it is really an interesting, eclectic, smart, unique group of people that just really resonate with so many strangers. But what I was trying to get to was 
I was thinking about the question of like staying calm in a stressful situation, it reminded me of um, the week when the shit like hit the fan in New York City when it became like the COVID became real. It became tangible. Tom Hanks got it. Rita got it. You know, it all of a sudden there was this this person that we could associate it with and not just this like vague idea of like numbers and percentages. And uh, it was a Friday. No, it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday because I have Friday and Saturday off. Saturday, Friday and Saturday is off. It was a Thursday and I walk into the most people have ever seen in the store and I walk into the break room being like, what? Before I clocked in being like, what the fuck is going on? And all of my crew members are exhausted. They've been there since like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. And I walked in at like 10 a.m. And they've just been like, it's been like this the whole time. Like, we don't know what to do. Exhausted by the physical um, asks of the job and the mental strain of having to stay positive in a situation where you don't know what's going to happen. And then people around you are expecting you. What was crazy is that people were still expecting the same type of um, – customer service in a literal pandemic, which I get it. I understand. Um, And when you think about it, of course, retail employees got shat on immediately by customers, even if they were essential, because who else are they going to take out their, their fears, their insecurities on, on a thing like this, like global thing that we're all collectively experiencing at once, but also experiencing it so differently at the same time. Um, And to go back to the question of like, how do you stay calm in a stressful situation? I was in line. I had to, let me backtrack. I don't know how well-versed you are in Trader Joe's, especially Trader Joe's in New York City. Very high stress, high volume of people normally now add panic shopping and the pandemic. And it was thousands of people going through line per hour, going through the store per hour. It was wild. Wild is all I can say. And I know I've talked about this before and I'm talking about it again because now the rest of America is like going through what we were going through and it sucks. And I'm sorry. And I would like to be a calm presence in your world, in your day for a second. And I had that revelation while in like in New York City, the lines get so long that there are line positions where you literally stand in one spot for an hour to make sure the line goes the right direction because I need you to understand we are all dumb and people don't understand how lines work. I swear to God, I watched it multiple times, people going the wrong way on lines and you're just like, how do you not remember kindergarten? Anywho, I got stuck in a line position for three hours uh, because I didn't get relieved. But you can't leave your line position. You just can't. I flagged managers and stuff like that. It was. It ultimately ended up being fine. I'm a very good type of uh, vibe to be as a line position because you have to be stern, but you also have to be like, like, dumb about it. Like, and by dumb I mean like you have to find a way to make the customer feel some type of levity. Uh, not even in like not even like in a pandemic situation but like when it gets bad pre-covid people would stand in line you'd be stuck in a line from like 45 minutes to like an hour sometimes and so you have to be this like face of the company and be like we're all in this together y'all 
look, you're back in kindergarten, following your buddy, you know, like shit like that. Like my favorite would, what thing I'd always say is like, it's like a roller coaster, guys, except you're not moving up and down. You're just going back and forth and it doesn't move very fast at all. And like for some reason, people like love that shit, you know? Um, anywho. But again, back to how do you stay calm in a stressful situation? That day, being stuck in a line position for three hours was awful. I hated it. Customers were being very mean. I had one old lady like basically yell at me because like tofu was out and she was like, where is it? And I was like, ma'am, I am so sorry. But if you cannot tell, there is a pandemic happening. And so if it's blown out on the shelves, it's blown out in the back. And I knew she was upset with me because I wasn't, I wasn't being, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't being nice. I, I had an attitude when I said it. And she ended up in line. And when she got to me again uh, in line, we talked and I was like, hey, like, it's a lot happening right now. There's a lot happening. But when you get, I was like, when you get to your register, ask them to look for you. I was like, I'm really sorry, I can't leave this position. Cause you can't. People actually will follow you. Um, if you leave the position, because <laughs> we are all dumb, you're shepherding this line. You're just keeping the flock in line. But and then we just talked and we just chilled. And she was like, oh, I know this is so much, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's it, right? Like, you just want to be, why not just be like the calm in someone's like life for a second when everything is so chaotic. And here we are eight months later and it's still like, we need to do that. We need to be that. Um, I get frustrated though. I know in my life I've always given more than I receive. Um, and I think that's just a personality trait. Like I'm not saying that to be like I'm a great person because actually a lot of times I hate that and I wish I didn't give as much as I received. Um, I feel like I'd be protecting myself more, but my feelings more. But um, it literally just like is who I am. I just am very like selfless, uh, <laughs> humble brag. But it bites me in my ass a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, because a lot of a lot of times people don't do that, and that's fine. Like that's fine. That's fair. Like if that's who you are, that's who you are. And if you are a very selfless person, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is no one owes you anything, no matter what. Um, it can still hurt. Um, it can make you look at people differently, and maybe your friendships change as well. And that's just the way that you protect yourself uh, because you don't want to not be someone that is just very selfless and ready to listen and and uh, be there, whether for friends or people you're in relationships with or strangers, like literal strangers, um, which is literally why I'm so good at customer service because I do actively just want to be helpful because it's nice. It's so nice having someone actively listen to you. Like think of a person in your life that actively listens to you. They're not waiting for you to stop talking, right? They want to hear about you, about your day, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly. And again, it's also why I'm a good podcast host because I actively listen to my guests. I'm not trying to be funny. If I am funny in the moment, cool, great. If I'm not, that's part of it. I want to make my guests feel seen and to feel safe, especially with the topic of sex and dating. It's a very vulnerable situation that I'm – so honored and lucky enough to have guests come on and talk about this shit. And then to go into COVID and to go into race, to have people open up and talk about it, you have to make sure that they feel safe and listened to. Why am I lecturing about this? 
because the next couple of months for you, for the rest of America, for New York City, we're next. There's no way that we're fucking not. For Europe, there's many countries in Europe right now that are in their second wave, are in lockdowns, and it's scary, and it's worse than the first wave. And it's very crucial right now, I think, to do two separate things, which is one, take care of yourself. You really do. You really have to take care of yourself. You really have to figure out what calms you, what de-stresses you. And that's a huge undertaking. Um, It's a huge undertaking to learn how to love yourself as much as you hate yourself. Uh, And it's not fun. It's not pretty. And there's a lot of tears involved. Um, But you have to do that. Like, you have to. It will save your sanity in this muck of a situation, of a mess of a situation that we're in right now. But you, too, have to learn how to be there for someone. And that includes actively listening. That includes wanting to be the calm in their life for a second. Not the whole time, just for a moment. And I'm, I'm going to throw a lot of contradicting things at you right now because taking care of yourself also might mean stepping back from people that need you, right? So you, you almost have to figure out like what the balance is. And it's going to be different for you than what it is for your partner, for your parents, for your siblings, for your coworkers, for your friends. Like it's all going to be different. I was going to say learning how to be more patient, but I have to admit in my self-care journey, um, I've learned that like some people don't deserve patience, I guess. Um, so just like, you know, learning that, like I know, I do know I have to be extra patient with Aaron because of what's going on what he has like on his plate and learning how different it is to be there for each other in this than it was a year ago. It is a very different thing. We need very different things from each other right now. And I guess also learning to know that you're not always going to be good at being there. Like me and Aaron had a tiff uh, a couple days ago and it, it ultimately came down to oh, we are not actively communicating and we're feeling, we both were feeling underappreciated for different things. Um, and again, Angel talked about this with like her marriage. It truly comes down to communication. <sighs> it's so hard, guys. It's so hard. Um, it's so simple at the same time. I'm just like generally sad that y'all have to go through this. And it's, like, not your fault. It's the fucking government's fault. Um, and, at least in my opinion, I think having governors and states not taking it seriously until now. It's like, oh, you're too late. You're too late, Batchas. Um, or then having, like, governors that were taking it seriously and then having the president mm, attack them on Twitter. It's just like, what the fuck? Rather than having this, like, united front. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's so weird. It's so hard to talk about without feeling like an asshole or that like I'm lecturing you. But you know, like I talked about the Bell's palsy, which honestly, it's almost all all gone. It's been it'll be three weeks tomorrow. I've had it, and like everything is almost all together. There's like part of my like lower lip that like is still not like at a hundred percent, but I think everything else is at a hundred percent. But okay, I brought up the Bell's palsy because um. Like, why did I talk about that, right? Why would I talk about something so personal? And then I had a lot of people reach out to me about bells. So, like, that's why I do it, right? Like, that's why I talk about this shit. Um, that's why I talk about almost, like, everything. Almost everything. I keep some things private in my life. Because sometimes people need to hear it. Somebody, to, to feel um, not as scared. To be like, oh, I'm going through the same thing. Like, I I will not listen. I don't usually listen to my podcasts. I listen to it. Once when it's sent back to me from my editors and producers to make sure um, like nothing is in luck or if I'm like, oh, that story doesn't need to go on or something like that, you know, to keep it like time wise, like not too long. So I don't go back listening to my own episodes, but I know for a fact that I will not listen to my beginning quarantine podcast because they are dramatic and they are emotional and one of them and a few of them I'm like crying in but I did that so people not here could see like what it's like and people that are here can be like okay I'm also feeling these feelings it was a lot y'all it is going to be a lot when it comes again um just praying to god just praying to god it's not as bad as the first wave it sucks not being able to see your family. I get it, especially if you like your family. It sucks. It's been – I haven't seen my parents since December of last year, um, so I'm coming on a, on a year soon. And it's weird. I've only seen my brother once this year um, for, like, literally two hours outside of their house. It's weird. It's all weird. It all sucks. And it's hard to make such individual sacrifices when America hasn't given us the example of, like, showing up as a united front, um, united force. I don't know. That we're in it together. And I think that's a, I think that's really America's biggest downfall is our individualism. Uh, it's very hard for people to be like, oh, I need to do this for my community, which I think is – Part of the reason why New York City took it so seriously is there is a more of a sense of a community in New York City. Like someone – I saw a comedy show and someone said like we are the nicest assholes because New York has this has this a reputation for being mean and we're not mean. We're efficient um, and 
you do look out for like your fellow New Yorker. Um, if we're mean to you, it's because we know you're a tourist and you've uh, fucked up the efficiency. Like, do not stand in the middle of the doors when the doors open in the goddamn subway. But like, anytime I open the door for people, they say thank you and vice versa when someone opens or keeps the door open for me i say thank you you know there's a i don't know it's a very like very specific um example but but again there is like a sense of community which i think can be hard in other states where you're so far away from other people or um well another way to say it it's like things are spaced out you don't know your neighbors and also i don't know my neighbors however Cuomo was like, shelter in place to help your neighbors. And it was like, absolutely. I know my neighbors have kids. I know some are much older than me. Like, I am staying in my place. I will take my Clorox wipes and wipe down the front door when I have them with me to make sure not just for me, it's for the rest of of, uh, my building. Um, When I go to the bank, to the ATMs, I give people – um wipes to make them feel more comfortable too you know i don't know these people it's like but it's like that it's like do people do that in other states and i'm making a lot of assumptions about other states i don't know we went to aaron's like parents um house in august and we were like walking with his mom once and like everyone knew his mom and i was like oh i did not know like and when i lived in virginia i did not know my neighbors you know um so again i'm making assumptions and you could be like you're totally wrong and you know what you're probably right I will agree with you. I am making assumptions. But I do think that is part of our problem. I think other countries are better at this sense of community or the sense of doing things for people that you don't know. I think the idea is like you don't know these people, but you should do this. I don't think America has that type of um, mentality. And I think in the end, it hurts us. Because I know a lot of people like that about America. We're a weird country. I just want you I just want you to be okay. I want you to be as healthy as you can through this. I want you to not get COVID. I don't want to get COVID. I'm I'm at this point basically getting a test weekly. I'll get another test on Thursday. Got one last Thursday. It all sucks. And again, if your libido's fucked up right now, this is why, and it's okay. And that has really stuck with me recently of like, what if we like loved ourselves as much as we hated ourselves? Like, What if we talked to ourselves like that? If you've gained weight, it's okay. If you're not having that much sex right now because you're not in a relationship, that's okay. If you are in a relationship not having that much sex right now, that's okay. Everything that you are experiencing right now is very valid and very real because right now, we as a nation, as a world, are collectively, except like the countries that really took care of COVID, and I wish I was there, um, Taiwan, New Zealand, <laughs> Australia, we are just collectively, <laughs> I really like how my burps have been waiting until I end the word, um, experiencing trauma and grief from multiple fronts, uh, and I learned last year uh, when my grandmother that I hated died, uh, that was the first time someone like in my immediate family had passed away. So just dealing with that and then just like the complications of that type of grief of like a complicated relationship, complicated grief situation. Um, And then that year I would watch how 
trauma and grief and stress would present in my body. And it definitely was not in any way that I had ever experienced before, was not ready for, had no clue how to understand it or explain it. And that's kind of where you are now. It's going to show up in weird ways. Um, and God damn, if you are a person that has to PMS once a month, oh my God, I am definitely PMSing. And I swear to God, I could not stop crying yesterday. And not even just like like sniffle tears, but like those big, fat, like ugly, like snotty tears just filled with sorrow and grief. And it's like one of those like cry fests where you get so stuffed up in your nose, you can't even breathe through your nose. Just like globs of snot come out. <laughs> and I was triggered um, by watching Dash and Lily. Um, and it was really triggering for me. If you like like YA books turned into like TV shows, you'll love it. But it was all about Christmas in New York City and Christmas in New York City is beautiful and gorgeous and magical and it's not going to be the same this year. I mean like the holiday like the holiday markets, like the holiday markets were in this show and they don't exist right now. You know, like my friend that worked for them, like was in charge of them, got laid off like immediately. They're not safe. The holiday markets are, um, uh, it's like um, they're in all the major parks. They're like small businesses rent out these like little outdoor vendor spaces. And it gets really fucking crowded on the weekends. But if you go like in the mornings, it's very chill. But obviously that's not safe. Even if it's outside, there's just way too many people. And that was one of my favorite things to do was to go by myself on a weekday. I don't drink coffee. I know I talk about this, but I always get – there's like the um, gingerbread cookie latte or whatever um, at Starbucks. I always get one and just walk by myself in Union Square. And like so they'd be in like a Union Square, Columbus Circle, Bryan Park. And it's just really cool. It's really pretty. It's really fun. I do love the holidays in the city. Dagger Heights. I wonder if that's going to happen. Uh, my friend was like, maybe because now the tourists can't come. But the, there's been tourists in New York. There was tourists all in New York in the summer, which was like, why are you guys here? Oh, now it's safe to be here. And now you want to fucking come? Um, get out of the fucking way. Yeah, truly, if you like come to New York and you've never been to New York, just walk fast. That's all we ask of you. Just walk fast. Um, and if you can't, get to the right side. It's like a highway. Stay on the right. Don't you dare walk five in a row, you fucking bastards. That still happens during COVID. And I'm just kind of like, I literally one time went, why, to a group. I yelled at a cart on Sunday. Um, I'm very chill. I let most things slide. But then all of a sudden there's like this one thing that won't slide. And Aaron was there and he was laughing. And he's like, I just always like when you like do get mad because it's funny. Basically, this lady like ran a red light and then she tried to do a U-turn where you can't do a U-turn in a crosswalk and she like sh like like shoot us away and her window was open and I was like oh my god thank you thank you for giving us the right away even though we have the right away as you illegally um yeah I'm that bitch one time back in 2014 I just remember 2014 because it was like something specific to that year and I was like walking to work and I was talking to my dad on the phone about taxes because I had just opened up a business uh, for Awkward Sex in the City. What? 
I know. Um, yeah, your girl, your girl pays biz taxes um, and personal taxes. And um, I was just like talking to my dad about it, and I was like freaked out. I was just like, I don't know what was gonna happen. And I was walking through a crosswalk uh, and had the right of way, like I had like the walk-in man. And this taxi driver cuts me off and yells at me and was like, bitch, watch where you're going. And so he had his window open and I walked to his cab and was like cursing him out, being like, you son of a bitch, you piece of shit. You could have fucking killed me. I had the goddamn right away. Like, you know, you fucking did blah, blah, blah. And then I was still on the phone with my dad and I was like, okay, dad. So and I went right back to the conversation and he was just like, I'm sorry, what just happened? And I was like, this guy cut me off. This guy cut me off. Try to blame me. I'm not going to take that shit. Like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's, I don't want to be like, that's very New York, but it's very just like when I get mad, it's like, oh, I have all the facts that I was right. Um, and you're going to try to make me feel bad? No. Um, I'm stubborn. I don't know if that's a good quality or not, but normally I just don't care. No, I'm just like, whatever. I get like very righteous, very randomly and probably not when I should get righteous. This has already turned into a huge ass podcast, a long ass podcast and I'm I am going to end it here. I don't think you guys want to hear me talk about me that much more. Actually, though, I don't know. I don't know. That is literally what the podcast has been recently. More guests are coming. Oh, I am taking I am taking a break for Thanksgiving next week, so there won't be a episode next week. Um, and same for Christmas. I won't do an episode Christmas. Most likely, I'll talk to my producers, and most likely it will be like a rerun or something. So I just want to say thank you for hanging out hanging around this year um again we've done many pivots um and you guys have stuck around that's really cool and again i just want you to be okay i want you to be safe i want it to end right we all want it to end and i guess just remember that like we're not just doing this for ourselves that we don't get sick we are doing this for people that we don't know and especially like in the first couple of months i would get really anxious about not leaving and just feeling weird about everything. And I would just remind myself, like, you not going outside right now is literally, like, you know, potentially protecting someone. So as more lockdowns come, as more things shut down and we're asked again to, quote, unquote, shelter in place, whatever that means for whatever city, town, state that you are in, whether it be New York or somewhere else, we are doing it for other people even if the government has government has not figured out any fucking way to give financial relief to people and uh, businesses. Um, but again, that is another conversation for, I don't know, another episode or just with my friends. I sound like I cried there. I just, I've been talking a lot uh, today and yesterday. So now, and cause I cried yesterday. So now my, my voice is like cracking a little bit, but I think it's sexy. I do have a sexy voice. I do know that. Yeah, if you have voiceover work, y'all, send it over. I have a voiceover reel. Um, again, be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Face shields don't work unless there's a mask involved. From what I've been told, this pandemic will end one day. We will watch Trump get pulled out of the White House one day. I am very um, excited to watch that. I will record it, watch it over and over again. If you voted for Trump, why are you here? Why are you on this podcast? Um, listening to this podcast, I uh, 
do not agree with anything that you believe in. Um, if you have the funds this Christmas, try to support as many small businesses as you can. Gift cards to restaurants, gifts. That actually reminds me, I have to buy frames and I need to find a small business to buy them from. Um, it's bleak right now. It will get better. If you're in a situation where it feels like New York was like in March, April, May, I promise there is light at the end of the tunnel. Whatever you feel right now is valid. Um, and if you feel scared, it, this is scary. And if you feel hopeless, uh, it does feel like there is a hope a little bit, but there is some, I promise. And if you feel okay right now too, that's also okay. Ride that wave. Don't endanger people. Like wear your mask and shit. But it's also okay to feel okay. There are days where I feel good and I feel okay. And I've gotten, you know, what a privilege to reset and relax and uh, refine myself, you know? Not everyone had that privilege. and. There will always be like a little bit of guilt with that, but it's also like, but do I feel good and feel better? Yeah. That's also okay too. Am I sleeping better than I have in years? Yeah. What a weird world. What a weird time. It's also just for me hit that point where this just feels like this has always been our normal. Even though obviously it's not true at all. Like, fuck, the week before New York shut down, I was in Maryland performing. Before that, like in Baltimore. No, I'm sorry, in Boston and like DC. It's so weird. I can't believe I haven't performed in so long. I miss it. I really do. And I'm glad that I miss it. But it means I it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I don't know, guys. Be safe. If you are going home for Thanksgiving, try to stay outside. Wear a mask around grandma. I don't know. Maybe rethink it. If you're afraid of disappointing your parents, which I totally get. I've uh, been in therapy for years about that. This is a good spot to be like, no. And it's hard, but they get over it. And I've learned. I'm learning, too. Um, just to be like, no. I'm doing what's best for me, which in turn is the best for a lot of people. Take care of yourselves. I will not be talking to you next week. I will be talking to you the week after Thanksgiving. Be safe, babes. Happy holidays. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to sound rambling. Like, subscribe download, share, review. See you in two weeks.